Hey guys, this is my friend Alexis. She is from Tennessee, and she's been here this week on missions with my church plant here in the Commonplace, part of uh, Send Network and here in Vancouver. But in this mission trip that you see here behind us happened a year ago. Alexis says she's probably won't have been here. Right. What, what was going on a year ago in your life? So basically a year ago in my life, I was living for myself. I was partying, mm. having fun, smoking, drinking, and uh, finding acceptance in the wrong ways of guys and drugs. Wow, that's, I mean, one of those things is a lot. And yeah. that was like all of that together. Yeah. So something happened so that within a year, you are on mission and on fire. What, how did God work in your life? How did that change? So there was like a breaking point for me and I tried so hard to quit the weed and quit the cigarettes and quit the alcohol. Mm. And I had quit smoking weed for two weeks. Mm. And then I was at a party and I was trying to quit cigarettes and I hadn't smoked cigarettes in like maybe like five days. And I was drinking. And so when you drink, you want a cigarette if you're used to smoking cigarettes. And mm. I'm sure everyone else can testify to that too. Mm. And so basically, I got super drunk one night and mm. then. The next day, God woke me up out of my sleep at like, I quit drinking at like two o'clock in the morning. And God woke me up out of my sleep out like five in the morning and I got sick, right? And then went back to sleep, woke up just in time to go to Sunday school. So you were like, this was not like behind the, like, like you weren't out of church, you were actually in church, so to speak. Yeah. You woke up in time to go to Sunday school. Yeah, in time for Sunday school. Wow. So I get ready to go to Sunday school. I'm hungover. Mm. I'm pretty drunk. Like, I don't even remember getting to church, right? And the Lord just spoke to me and said, you need to go to church today. You need to go to church today. Mm. And so I go to Sunday school, and the whole time I'm listening to what they're having to say, the Bible study. But some my like God is talking to me and telling me, You've had enough is enough. Like you've been through too much, you've done this enough and you need to start living for me. And so I struggled for a while. Um, I quit drinking probably the next weekend I drank again, right? And I went to church again hungover. And I went to the altar and I broke down and I was praying, God, please help me through this. I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to feel this pain anymore. And the Lord right then just washed away all of my guilt, all of my shame and made me new and I've never been any happier in my entire life. What um, was it like? You were saying how you went, and then you made it. You started kind of made a commitment, and then two weeks later you were back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, is that what? What are some? What did you notice? Like, if you were, in hindsight, what were some things that the enemy, the Satan, was using to push you back? So basically, the biggest thing was friends. Mm. Um, I had a whole bunch of friends. Mm. Like. 10 really close ones though. And 
I would party with him a lot, smoke with him every day, you know. And I didn't have any friends that didn't smoke or didn't drink. I didn't have any of those. And so God provided strength and uh, like a new heart for me. Like all of the baggage that I had got completely wiped away. Um, I was struggling with aloneness after giving myself to the Lord. Um, there were plenty of nights where I would just lay in bed and cry because I, was, I thought I was alone. And I was like, Lord, why, why am I so alone? Why don't I have friends and stuff? But really, all I needed was God. Like, I, For those times that I thought I was alone, I would read scripture more and more like, and pray like super hard. And that's how I got through wow. scripture and prayer are the two main things. And I have a couple of family members that are good Christian people mm. that helped me build me up. Wow. I watched you just share your story, not just now, but like just throughout this week. There's a light that is now glowing on you that you and you know it wasn't there a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you like, were, like, were you always this talkative to, to people, let alone about your faith? About my faith, this week has really helped me. Um, reading and praying more have helped me um, come out of my comfort zone because really I have nothing to lose. Um, I have God, and with God, you can do anything you set your mind to. Right. I truly believe that. And so... One question I would want to ask is, okay. what do we need to know about this? Because most of North America now, like Canada, here in Canada, we're a few months away, if, and if you're watching this uh, after the fact, the legalization of marijuana, right? And it's going to be common. It's going to be what my brother's doing it or my friend's doing it. It's legal. Um, it's almost been legal here in Canada for way too long. We just haven't done anything about it now. Just making it legal. Um, as churches, as Christians, as we deal with an increasing population of people who are just going to do so and not necessarily breaking the law or trying to, but it's just something recreational. Like, what would some what would some things you know that you've experienced that you can help us share? How do we encourage young people, young adults, or even maybe adults who who've been doing it for a while? How do we encourage them without, without condemning them uh, okay. about uh, about that substance? So, when I was smoking, it started out uh, just like smoking a little bit, like just take a hit, and that was it. I would get, I got super high off one hit the first time, right? Mm -hmm. Next, The next week, I wanted to try it again. Mm -hmm. You build yourself up a tolerance for it, mm -hmm. and it really does alter your brain. It alters your thinking process, and it makes you question this, the craziest little things, like why, why is this chair here? Mm -hmm. Like, is a chair really supposed to be wow. for sitting? Like, it, <laughs> wow. it's like, and it made me question my faith. It, like, like, it was like, was is God really real? Like, it made me question, mm. was God real? Because I grew up in a church, mm. but I went on and off, mm. and then I started smoking weed, and it altered my mind and made me think about different things that a normal person wouldn't think about. Mm. And so, what I would say is. For those that are struggling with marijuana, like, I guess, abuse, because mm -hmm. I got to smoke it every single day, multiple wow. times a day, um, I, I got to where I like, couldn't even function mm -hmm. without without it. I felt, I thought I couldn't function without it. I would mm -hmm. wake up, want to smoke some weed, right. uh, take a break in school, smoke some weed, like, mm -hmm. but it made me lazy. Mm -hmm. It made me question 
everything, uh, especially everything. And so what I would say is that for those that are struggling with it, try to stop smoking it for a day and see what what your brain does. Because wow. you know I mean? sometimes we fear saying the wrong things, right? Like, yeah. okay, stop, like, come on, you're, you're silly. Right. But that's not oh, going to yeah, help anybody, that's not help. right? Uh, what, right. Hey, God sent you, I know God sent you a, a, an adult leader in your church that has gone through your similar situation, yeah. right? Yeah. And surrounded you with people that really just would encourage you. Yeah. And is, it a still, is it a struggle still today? Do you find yourself, you know, at that odd day out of the month? Like, to be honest, like, whenever we were walking in the street mm-hmm. and I was smelling weed, I was like, dang, that smells good. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I want to do it because mm-hmm. I know, like, what those things made me do. Like, smoking weed made me want to try other drugs, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it just made me curious about everything. Really. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that if you're going through those things, then definitely get someone who has been through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know it's not easy, and weaning yourself off as like much as you can. Um, just don't, just <laughs> don't, don't smoke. <laughs> what we're trying to share is it's not impossible, right? And you're a testament to the fact that it's not impossible. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't know how to deal with the rut of where people are. And sometimes we can't really think back to our own ruts. And we always just look at the circumstances and go, okay, you need to stop. Yeah. You just need to stop. And it's and for me, it's easier said than done. And so I can't imagine even for for somebody who's struggling with the substance and or whatever other circumstances you're facing that, especially when it's becoming normal in the world. Yeah. Right. So Alexis is like the example of the transformation God can do in a short period of time. Sometimes it's going to take longer. Yeah. Right. Like this. Sometimes it may take years for a person to to finally say, you know, God is in control and not me. And you're probably, if you to be honest, right? It's, it's, there's still some days where you feel like you, you want the control back a little. Yeah, because it is like, I don't want to say it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. Like, so like, like, you're say, living for the world, basically. Right. You're living for, for the and world. Instagram and, so. and Facebook has shown you how great it can be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You Instagram. see somebody smile and you go, hey, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It all looks happy and you look happy, but really, basically, whenever you're smoking, right? You're like getting your mind off the real world. You're just like in your own zone. Mm-hmm. You're draining everything out, drowning everything out. Like for us, as we're learning to minister to this new generation of people who may come in our, who may show up with, with smoke, I, I still don't under, like I still can't. When I see some of our, you know, people who walk into a church and have a vapor or or things of that sort, and you're trying like, oh man, I mean, 20 years ago it was like, you know, stop it, right? Yeah. And now you don't feel like you can say stop it, but right. you can pour love on someone like Alexis. And in a year, she's here changing Vancouver one person at a time and one neighbor at a time. And it's just incredible. And yet, all it is is the compassion of God's love, and you see this. And it's still a work in progress. We're all right, work in progress. Right. right? It's important to realize that we're not done. This is just the beginning right, of transformation until we see Jesus again. I am so just thrilled to have you here. And these guys have been just great. And, you know, we have to celebrate these examples instead of shutting them aside. And, and sometimes they are some of our church, some of our leaders, and we still don't know how to touch these icky things. We feel they're icky. And so it's easier just to be like, okay, you, you stay there. So yeah. that does nobody any good. You're protecting 
that you're protecting the, the reality of the world from a generation that's gonna that's facing it anyway, right? I mean, if, if it's legal, heck, it, might, it's, it is already legal basically here. And so instead of shutting away with it, you tackle it with love, with God's love, and you see the difference. And but you don't stop, right? And I think Alexis is just an incredible example of that. Thanks for letting me interrogate you. Thank you. It was awesome. <laughs> Thanks.